hey, 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 huh? hey. Huh? If Roman put a lot of time into the gym, would it be Roman Games? games? <laughs> hey, 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 hey. Huh? Hey, if Roman Reigns put on a wig and put out an alternative rock album in the early 2000s... Would he be Roman Stained? Would he be... I, I was going to say Roman Gaines again, but that's actually really good, too. <laughs> Everything I can remember. I didn't I didn't know if you... I don't know how well a Chris Gaines reference would play with you, so I'll just <laughs> guess. I meant to say Roman Stained. You, you know, you, you could have gone for anything there, like, oh, if, if Roman Reigns is bit by a zombie, he'd be Roman Brains. Or, oh, if, if Roman Reigns ate a lot of bread, he'd be Roman Grains. Oh, oh if Roman Reigns... Uh, uh, drank a bunch of Clorox and died, I'd be happy. I mean, he'd be Roman Drains. Let's just move on. You're a hateful person. <laughs> I had a rough week. Who hurt you? <laughs> Welcome to the Fight Forever podcast. We're just Fight Forever. You don't people know it's a podcast. Oh. This is just Fight Forever. Oh, Fight Forever. It's yeah. like Final Fantasy <laughs> or Fatal Fury. <laughs> it's a, not the Fatal Fury video game. Yeah, the Fatal. <laughs> I mean, if you're old, welcome. I'm trying to be an old man. Well, if you were an old man, you'd call everything uh, uh, Sega tapes. <laughs> Them. Them video console. Welcome to Fight Forever 13 to. My name is Big Anime Hair. And my name is Big Sword Gun Guy. Yep, yep. That's that's the extent of your Final Fantasy knowledge, isn't it? <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I can't do much better, I'm going to be honest. <laughs> so this is Fight Forever. Hello. Yes. It's, a, it's a wrestling podcast. It's a podcast about wrestling. Yep. Yeah. I'm Zach, and he's Colin. Yep, and we're going to talk about a bunch of big, muscular men punching each other. Now, I, I just want to clarify this week that we're actually going to go in a little bit of a different direction with this, just after some feedback, and we're early on and don't have an audience. Yeah, exactly. So, we're we're going to drive this car straight out of the ditch we were driving it to, yes. and probably straight at the, the other ditch on the other side. Exactly. Because, yeah. So we'll we'll uh, see if this yeah. kind of works better. Um, here's the thing: is that we were getting so caught up into recapping, and I went, I don't want to be a recap podcast. Well, I mean, I like I like recap podcasts, and honestly, that's still kind of how my brain thinks. But but that's because there's a million, 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 million recap podcasts out there, and I listen to several of them. So mm -hmm. like. Maybe don't do try to do the things that the guys you listen to do better and more timely than you can do them. Exactly. So I'm like, yeah, let's go ahead and do something else that's, you know, a little yeah, more. Yeah, do what they can't. Yeah. Like, speak proper English. You fucking what culture, you Brit motherfuckers. Hello. That's, like, that's right. Hello. Oh, we're, we're we're throwing them in there. No, uh, well, why don't you why don't you go back and take your Michael McJim nuts with you? Yes, I speak better English even with Mike McJim nuts. So, that's what. Yeah, there you go. Yes. So, um, uh, there's less recaps, less less filler, more thriller. No, yeah. all killer. This is an all Chris Benoit episode. 
Oh, God, I quit. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, we went there. Oh, oh there goes our ever our chance to mm. be endorsed mm-hmm. by WWE. Oh, yes. Hold right on. There. Let me go edit that back out. All right, it's done. You didn't edit it. Did I did. You? Shut up. The oh, next time, no, the next listeners, the next time you listen to this episode, I won't mention you know who when I mentioned him right there. Just try no. it. Go back and see. Oh, okay. Um, so we're talking raw. So yeah, let's let's kind of talk some uh, bigger picture stuff here. Um, on Raw, uh, what are some of the things that stuck out to you? Well, there's so much happens on Raw, but so little actually grabs me. But when I happened to come in, I came in, I turned on the show, and what did I see? I saw Enzo and Cass cutting a promo. It was mostly just Enzo because Enzo talks for both of them, mm-hmm. obviously. And what happened? I actually kind of fucking enjoyed it. You know why? Because Enzo was just, like, a dude, and he was just talking silly, like Enzo does, and he wasn't cutting annoying promos on people that I liked. See, I like them when they're not against people I like. And it was fun, and it's whatever, and he's like, oh, I gotta go, I'm gonna go job out Gallows later, Cass says, because that's exactly how he talks. So, the past couple weeks, I've been just thinking, uh... Do we even really like Enzo and Cass, or are they just there? I like it when they're in a bubble, I think, is is where yeah. I fall. Well, so you know when I really liked them? What? When the brand split first happened, and then Finn Balor was injured. Uh, when they did that four-way uh, match, and yeah, where Big Cass, Cass was... ended up in the four-way for the title, and... I don't know. There was just something so exciting about when he entered himself into well, the match and everybody's chanting, how you doing? And well, it was novel. Behind you know, him it was and, new. Yeah, and just him being this big, intimidating guy, like, he's a good, hot tag. There's something that's actually really exciting about them if they use them right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, the, again, the issue is so much, like, they get to be put up against people that... I would rather see besides them, you know, or like uh, Enzo gets to deliver whatever uh, Vince McMahon feels like bitching about this week. Like he's going to write some dumb garbage stuff to say like, oh, the pianist, because I think Vince just saw it that week. All the Oscars are coming up. I should watch old Oscar movies. The piano sounds like penis. The, The pianist. The penis. You got a cup of haters. A cup of haters. I I listened. I listened back, and you know what we did on last week's episode? What? We immediately fell into all their catchphrases, because they're good catchphrases, and they can be real funny dudes. It's just like, oh, we're gonna put you against better wrestlers. And this right here, this is Neil deGrasse Tyson. And he knows a lot about space, and you can't teach that. <laughs> and so, um, what? A- actually, uh, I have what? a doc. I have a doctorate. I, I spent several years. I spent. I spent a decade in school to learn that. Well, guess what, Neil? I got a one word to describe you. And, and I'll <laughs> spell it out for you. <laughs> and I'm gonna spell it out. S M A R T. Smart. <laughs> See, 
They have fun yeah. catchphrases. They can be good. You know, they need to. They need to just kind of. I'd rather them just kind of talk to no one in particular, or like feud with. Like I didn't mind the the Rusev when they where they have been the last couple of weeks going against Rusev and Mahal. Mm. Because it's that's guys they can clown on that I'm not like dying to you know that I don't like more than them uh, and they're enjoyable. I don't know. I really love Rusev. Okay, well I like Rusev, but I don't like the pairing. the The individual, the pairing of Mahal and Rusev, I don't like more than Enzo and Cass. Yeah, okay. I like Solo Rusev better. You know what I mean? But still, yeah. But I guess I just like could that feud end, please? Is, oh is yeah, it done. Yeah, no, it I mean, whatever. The tags the tag team's kind of in a whole the tag team scene on Rawls is kind of in a sorry state. Most weeks they're just there. This week was kind of okay because he got to do they played up their Looney Tunes dynamic more than they usually get to and he didn't have to try to be like a you know, I don't know. Yeah. They should have I think they should have received the belt a long time ago. Like I felt like the new day beating that record actually hurt the division more than it helped it. Yeah, I mean, it very well might have. You know what would have been better? If mm. New Days were heels? Because uh, you, you could, say that. No, no, if New Days were heels trying to beat that thing, you had people trying to chase them, and they just had to stall week after week. Yeah. That would have been better, because the face is better on the chase. It would have been. There's very few faces who can be the dominant champion and still have it be engaging for long stretches of time. I think the New Day... I don't mind that they beat the title reign because it's fictional wrestling nonsense. And sure, why not? They're good. Let's give them shit in the record books. I don't care. The problem is, yeah, so many people had to keep getting put down and burnt to keep them going. It hurt. It kind of hurt everything. Uh, Yeah, it would have been optimally, you know, they would have had it sooner. But I mean, or they could have. Would would you have felt that way if they'd been in the chase more sooner than this? Because they hadn't really been doing title tag team title shit at this level until sort of recently. Well, and they've been in like this weird, you know, they've been caught up in like weird singles feuds because it's it's Enzo like flirting with Lana, and then and then Cass bails him out. I kind yeah. of don't. Again, I like. Well, and before that, it was, uh, you know, they were just in a bunch of little singles involvements, and you know, and they were just kind of doing week after week development. Well. I, again, I sort of like the dynamic, the general dynamic of Enzo gets himself in trouble and then Cass has to bail him out, so that's your feud every three weeks or something. But again, it's just who they've been putting them against, usually the stuff they've had them say some weeks has been very irritating, very eye-rolling, or very maddening. This week wasn't so much. Generally, they're just there, though, and they make me pull my hair out. Hmm. Uh, you know what makes me pull my hair out? Your segues. Oh, me calling out your segues. Oh, me making all these meta references about material that I am or may or may not edit out. Yeah, and I beat jokes to death. Go ahead. Um, uh, Stephanie McMahon and oh her week to week. So this is something that has really stuck out to Jesus. me, especially this week, because mm. I'm going, guys. Just let the poor old man quit. So let context, context. Um, Mick Foley. Whose soul uh, is trapped in a gym at the end of Vince McMahon's wizard staff. Yes. Has been appointed. I'm sorry. He has been appointed the GM of Raw. Yeah. Because Vince McMahon says, Mick. Mick. 
I've got your soul in this staff. I, it's right here next to the T-Rex skull I have on my I'll wall. I'll grant you the rest of your ear if you serve me Colin, as my bridge troll minion. Colin, I don't think you heard me. That man literally has a T-Rex skull in his office. He's completely Pardon. fucking insane. Oh, yeah. Yes, he, he is. He's completely insane. Yes, he is. You You act like I'm surprised by any of this news. If you said the man keeps jars of his own shit in his desk, I would say, oh, is that right next to all of his piles of fetuses he keeps in his closet? Yeah, well, he's got he's going to have his organs uh, maintained in canoptic jars when he dies so it could, it could maintain his caw. He could live forever as a mummy <laughs> and forever rule Stanford, Connecticut as the, as the Russell Pharaoh. <laughs> Push reins! <laughs> And then he mummifies Reigns when he dies. Oh, and God. So he will be forever pushed. Forever. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't matter if they boo you, son. A decrepit Hulk Hogan walks by, and that's just Hulk Hogan. He's not a mummy or yeah, anything. He's just, just a busted old man. Isn't that what he was always since, like, the late 90s? Speaking of busted old men, Mick Foley... So yes, back to McFoley. He's been the rod GM for a while, and the man has been busted as fuck, and he needs a hip replacement well, really bad. Like, that's supposed to be the surgery he's supposed to get ASAP. Yep. But he just can't take off long enough from wrestling, um, because he's been on the road, and he's just getting beat down as hell. Um, and for some reason they decided, oh, let's make a great idea... And just having Stephanie McMahon emasculate him week after week. Because we're just going to make the audience really excited for when Stephanie finally gets her comeuppance. <laughs> <laughs> and then, oh wait, oh wait, no. oh wait, we're going to tickle the, the tips of your penises, metaphorically speaking. And, uh, and then pinch it off when you're about ready to, to, to go, because it's never happening. Yeah, no, Steph never gets her come up. It's guys. It's so. It is genuinely so rare when she actually does. It's maddening. Um, yeah. So I think okay. Part of the reason they have him on the road is hey, we'll put you to a contract for eight months, however long the, however long the brand, however long the brand split has been. You okay? Did you have an aneurysm right there? <laughs> uh, I'm having an aphasia. <laughs> uh, uh. Do I have to emasculate you and start that storyline where we don't do that. write you off the show? Uh, uh, Green Bay, Wisconsin. Oh, shit. <laughs> Looks at hand. Looks at hand. Fuck. We're in Detroit. <laughs> Why did I write two different cities on both of my hands? Um, I think they put him on the road so they could give him work so he could get money for the hip surgery. I think it's part of it. Because I think he wasn't... I think that's also why they gave him the TV show. By the way... That poor man. <laughs> he made one mistake, and they'll never let him live it down. Like, they had to turn it into a bit and laugh. Oh, wait, that his... he named the wrong city? Yeah, and laugh at okay. his okay. <laughs> easing, his declining mental yeah, state. Yeah, his, his slowly encroaching dementia. Uh, <laughs> the problem is, the problem is Foley's the king of the cheap pop. He always, always, always would stop and say, Here we are in beautiful... Uh, Wilkes Bar, Pennsylvania. He'd always get that right. And the yeah. fact that he fucked that up is like... Oops. Yeah. He's usually better about it. But of course, they won't let Trip Bradshaw go, much less that he got the city wrong. Um, mm. 
Yeah, the trick with Foley is um, I want to believe it's next level healing and they've had Steph emasculate him for so long that this busted, beaten old man that everyone loves that used to be a badass but can't now because he's a busted, beaten old man. I want to believe it's next level healing and that they've just been building up for this, but again, I don't know if I trust him that much. No. Um, but Kurt Angle is rumored to take his place. Oh, again, frankly, somebody else who probably honestly shouldn't be wrestling. Yeah, but Kurt probably won't wrestle a whole lot. You know, he'll just GM the. Yeah, but when he does wrestle, he'll probably break his neck, so it's good. <laughs> Let's have a Kurt Angle Daniel Bryan match and watch them watch both of their bones uh, explode. I, I think you forgot Edge, my friend, and Edge, and Edge. And throwing Mick Foley for the yeah, fuck of it. fuck. And Undertaker. And Hulk Hogan. <laughs> and just watch as all of their hips just fall out of their skeletons. Watch your childhood favorites become a pile of corpses <laughs> live on pay-per-view. <laughs> we did this for you. Am I popular again? <laughs> yeah, um... Nah, it's some shit, dude. But uh, for so long, he was so weak. And finally, um, on Raw, he actually gets to have this huge explosion against Braun Strowman. Because uh, Stephanie McMahon starts bringing up some shit about how, you know, you you were a legend once and now you're nothing. And so then with Braun, he just starts saying, I'm not going to be GM for long, but oh, I'm going to shit on your mouth, Braun. Like... <laughs> Legends live forever, and they shit on your mouth. <laughs> that's that's exactly that's, that's precisely what he said verbatim. That's not PG. <laughs> this is uncomfortable. Clap, 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 clap. We're, we're clap. slowly trying to trying to back out of the PG angle. Uh, I think WWE's. Nothing slow <laughs> about that one. I'm gonna fuck your wife, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Braun, I killed and cooked your dog, and I'm going to make you eat it. That angle actually happened. I can't emphasize oh. that enough. <laughs> that was a thing that they wrote and put on television in the 90s. It's a weird time. Oh, Jesus. I don't know. It's you. you they always say you've got to go away to come back. You know what I mean? Like, you can't have a good triumphant moment if you don't get to struggle. You know? Yeah. So, I don't know. I'm just. I'm just going to... I don't know. I'm going to just pretend like this is the plan all along, even though we know they don't plan anything. So, I'll be honest in saying that I fast-forwarded the fuck through Raw. Dude, honestly... I was just bored. I think we can all... I think we're to a point where we can all admit that um, I think a lot of people do that, too. Well, and Raw is... Ugh. Like, they've actually said that, like, in terms of ratings, in terms of, like, Raw is just declining. Um, and it's because of how fucking long it is. Well, it's... But, you know, I caught the last hour of the show, right? And that was... It was okay. And, well, okay, so I get home from work and kind of fast forward through the first two hours and I catch the last hour, like, just... And I just kept watching onward. And, um... And it was Seth Rollins... Uh, him coming out and that thing with Corey Graves and I gotta say the funniest thing about that was okay so I kept trying to think like why is it that the crowd struggles so much to get behind Seth Rollins you know he's just never been a good face 
when he turned face in no, this H angle. Well, yeah, I mean... They it's, never used him right because he's always just been a D-bag. Because that's just who he is. Like, you know, he's a great heel. And you know why? Because we saw his penis. <laughs> yeah, let's all point and laugh at the man who cheated on his ex and then his fiance, Or cheated on his fiance and then his fiance put photos of his penis on Twitter. Why do, why do wrestlers keep doing that? Keep uh, cheating on their wives? <laughs> <laughs> or people in the wrestling industry. Like, you know, Tom Phillips should feel lucky this week for that shit because... That he didn't have dick pics? Yeah, no dick pics, just a goofy pic of his face and him saying, I want to face fuck the shit out of you. Which is <laughs> already like, whoa! Whoa. Okay, well, so part of it is is that Tom Phillips is an announcer and a backstage personality. Um, No one knows his true height. No one. No one. It's the Tom Spiracy. So and now there's Tom Spiracy too. He's not important. No one knows how big his dick is. Uh, he's not important <laughs> enough for people to care about him. Seth Rollins has been a featured player for several years now. Um, so yeah, people kind of ran with that more. Well, and God damn, when he came out like, and he's trying to play all sad and like, oh, I'm not going to WrestleMania, and the crowd did not give a fuck. That crowd was brutal. Where were they? I don't know. Hell. That's sort of sad because I feel bad for Seth. Like I, I do they now. They chanted CM Punk at him. Uh, so it was probably Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, like when when the New Day uh, came out and they did their little Oscars parody. Yeah. Um, the crowd. There was no booze. There was no cheers. It was it was just met with no laughs. Dead fucking air. So it was probably somewhere in the Midwest. Yeah, they did not give a. Fuck. Oh, wait, a crowd that did nothing? It was probably Dallas. Oh. Uh, see, that's one for our local fans. Yeah. Because um, this city sucks. Um, Dude, I don't know. It's weird because I feel like they were all over Huge's faces in the shield. And you have to figure Rollins being the flippy, high-jumpy, high-impact, uh, curb-stomping one would have been the most natural face. Because I think he just right. has a very face style of wrestling. It's very exciting to watch. Um, he's a natural heel because he's listen. The physical act of listening to him speak is like nails on a chalkboard. Um, <laughs> I, I can't. Corey Graves coming in, just like, hey, hey, what's up? You, uh, yeah. you, you, you gonna, you gonna wrestle? How about that neither? Me? How about that neither, you, Seth? You gonna wrestle? I, I don't know. I'm very sad. I'm very sad. I, I, again, I don't and know. And then Stephanie McMahon comes out. I was like, eh, 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 Seth, I hate you. Eh, eh. Steph, I hate you. Eh. And then, and then Triple H comes in. He's like, Mrrr, I'm Triple H. Mrrr. How come all of those characters sound like your, your Wario and Waluigi impressions? Exactly, because they are. I mean, H is Wario and Seth is Waluigi. And. And Stephanie McMahon is just female Luigi. The problem was is that, whatever. Again, I don't. I don't need to necessarily need a full, a full metanoia thing. Like, I don't necessarily need Seth to become a wholly different person than who he was. But he never really turned face. He was never. injured. He was injured. He came back from his big injury, and we were ready to cheer him, but they brought him back as a heel because they wanted Finn Balor to be the big face. Okay, fine, that's cool. When Balor got injured, 
uh, suddenly they sort of have to turn Seth face and plan for WrestleMania for Seth H. And they never really gave him a meaningful uh, arc other than like, oh, hey, I've been a dick, but I kind of just stopped. I don't like the dicks that I've been chilling out with for a while. My mean friends are now mean to me, so mm. like me. Now, if he actually misses two WrestleManias in a row, I sort of feel sorry for the dude now, personally, but um, I don't know. I guess it's not clicking for everybody. Not at all. It probably has to do with the fact he um, cheated on his fiance, and I've seen his penis. That's what it has to be. It's it's just his dick. Well, it's why it's why no one likes uh, Titus O'Neil because he accidentally tweeted a dick pic and then pulled that whole classic "Oh, I've been hacked" thing. <laughs> I was hacked. I wasn't just trying to show everybody my penis. Okay, look. Wrestling is a weird carny business. <laughs> and wrestlers are weird carnies. I have to imagine uh, that you roll you roll around on the road for that long. Uh, you, uh, you don't see your wife or your spouse. Did you? I just assume when you went on tour, you wanted to fuck everyone on that bus. <laughs> I just have to figure that's what it is. It wasn't the people on the bus. I just wanted to fuck the actual bus. Oh, oh, that's what it is. You wanted to, (laughs) you wanted to get out in Pensacola and then fuck the bus and fuck the bus. Find someone to fuck in Pensacola and it was the bus. Florida air, man. You just, I don't know. Absence, but I mean, absent makes the heart grow fonder and then makes your eyes go wander. And being a weird carny freak has to, you know, also part of it has to exacerbate that loneliness. I'm going to face fuck the shit out of you. I'm going to face fuck the shit out of you. Don't send things. You send things in. There's no way. Don't, don't ever do that. Don't do that. Just use Snapchat. Don't even use Snapchat because you can take screenshots. Mm. Everyone should communicate in dead drops and tradecraft. We need some old school spy thing. Like, don't say anything in writing. <laughs> find a payphone. Call this number. Identify yourself, <laughs> and listen to the message. Play it into a answering machine backwards. <laughs> I'm gonna face fuck the shit out of you. <laughs> I'm telling you, that's the so, only way to be secure. But, but Seth Rollins is is sitting there and he's being, you know, well, man. If I'm gonna wrestle, and Triple H comes out, and Samoa Joe comes out, and they're all doing this like crazy circle around Seth Rollins, and Seth Rollins doesn't know who to fucking fight, and it just it made me think while H was cutting this promo. Hold on, hold on. Point of order: You said Seth Rollins and Triple H and Samoa Joe. Yes. H and Joe were circling Rollins. Yes. Okay, that's three. That's a line. That is not a circle. There's two people with one point in the center. Well, yes. But <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just saying. But they're kind of, what I mean is they're moving around. That's him. still a line. Okay. <laughs> Jeez. Geometry is, geometry means things, Colin. <laughs> I'm so fucking done with I'm you. I'm so done. This is over. Yeah. So. Yeah, they're hovering around him. All that I'm trying to say here is speaking of this orbit. <laughs> ah, there you go. It's orbit. What is... Uh, yeah. By the way, orbit brand gum. They're paying us. No, no they aren't. Um, For that clean feeling. <laughs> that clean feel. I like to put orbit brand gum up my prostate. 
for that clean feeling. Up your prostate? Up my prostate. Inside of my prostate. You, I, uh, okay. I'm not, I don't think that's how that no, works. No, it does. Wait, okay, so am I the weird one or are you? Now you got me wondering. Now I'm scared. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. Why didn't I listen in health class? What makes up this grand solar system that is Triple H's storyline right now? And the skies were dark over WrestleMania for all of the stars were being buried by Triple H. Um. Okay, so yeah. you have... It's H and Rollins, obviously. You have uh, Samoa Joe as his wingman. Triple H is heavy wingman. Um, where where does Kevin Owens sit in this? He's the other heavy. That's just because he's fat. Because they're both fat. <laughs> yeah, they're both. They're both the fat friend. They're both chunky. Um, so they are. So it's H, and then uh, I don't think. Oh, I have to feel like Owens is only more tangentially involved. I think H has some influence, but again, it's sort of my point that like. You don't need anything so formal as honest-to-God stables when you're an octopus that can just change the whole uh, the whole function of everything around it. You know what I yes. mean? So, like, I think it's, it's H, Joe, Rollins, sort of by extension, Zane probably coming in from Joe. I mean, because they've had their beef, and he's a good surrogate for an injured Seth Rollins while he's recuperating. Um, they could do a fun little bit of storytelling to get um, Finn Balor to join up with Seth Rollins and Zayn against H sort of been fucking them up um, and they sort of hinted this in the tag match when Joe was picking on Cesaro but he's like no Seamus I've got it I don't wonder if maybe there's like something there or maybe I just want to hope I want all my favorite wrestlers to be in a stable with the with the booker to like, you know, so they can be tough, strong guys and win matches. But I don't know, maybe Cesaro and Sheamus even sort of orbit. It gets really weird because the club is kind of with it because they're on Stephanie McMahon's side and then Joe and Kevin and, you know, they kind of orbit H and then you get this weird, I don't know, just, the way that this looks to be stacking up, I'm wondering if Raw kind of becomes this clusterfucky faction-driven, uh, you know, show suddenly with between between H's new uh, new faction that he's kind of building, and then the people who are countering that. You well, know? I don't know if this is that they're because on Charlotte's in it too. Well, okay, but here's the thing. Is this an actual, actual faction? Well, it could be. Or is it just people being up in everyone's cheddar? Up in everyone's cheese? Like, is this just stories now... Stories and characters are actually starting to exist in a world with each other when so often that doesn't happen in wrestling? Right, there's so many isolated stories and yeah. all of these are very much on top of They're, each other. Yes, so... Which... The problem is is that it means that the resolutions are kind of sloppy or they have to uh, get... 
It's either that the resolutions either have to just sloppily drop everything after Mania, or they let it continue to grow after that. And what I'm saying is, is that there's potential for these conflicts to eventually move into ultimate factions, you know, between what is, you know, it's almost like the authority done right. You know what I mean? You have the authority, and then you have the baby faces who are kind of fighting the authority, and then I guess the, the next thing with that would be, like, sanity, or the nexus, you know? Just the anarchists. Sanity who, too. Who have nothing, you know, to do with anything because they just want to fuck people up. Yeah, maybe. Dude, I don't know. It's, um... I think y you sort of can't expect them to actually write it well enough consistently enough for a long enough period of time to actually let these stories carry on and meaningfully play with each other um, past Wrestlemania you know what I mean mm -hmm. again it's like the harder you the more of these moments you try to string together the less the stories make sense and work um, so again I have to feel like it's going to be a problem. Um, it's fun right now to think about. It's fun to speculate on and spitball where their writing goes, but I don't think they they have the, the cycles, the brain power, the, the capacity to actually keep it going consistently because wrestling is weird. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see because they're definitely taking on a new approach, something that very rarely happens, you know, this kind of overlapping. Well, especially in... Especially in the United States. This yes. is, I mean, we will talk about it later. We just watched New Japan. Um, lots, this is sort of par for the course for a lot of New Japan things where you'll yes. have people of different uh, card levels do lots of multi-man so things will play off of each other and all that sort of thing. But it's it's sort of novel for where we're at in WWE right now to see it be this way. And we'll see how, uh, how where it keeps going. Indeed. Uh... So, uh, I guess with that, we'll start talking about uh, SmackDown here in a moment. I suppose we might. I guess that's what we're here for. Woo! And music break. Mm -hmm. Smackdown. So where do you want to start? What was good on this show? What's worth talking about? I mean, there's obviously a lot to talk about. Well, Lots of shit, shit went down this episode. So first, first, uh, I have two things and I, I want to say to any children who may be listening to this uh, podcast. Um, first, uh, kids don't play with matches. And if you do, um, be sure uh, to always burn down uh, your hillbilly friend's place uh, in a not heavily wooded area because uh, only you can prevent forest fires. Be cool about fire safety. And uh, two, um, just so you know, kids, uh, if you cheat on your fiancé, uh, then your 
company who uh, you're employed under will absolutely do nothing uh, about that and will totally ignore it and will probably just continue rewarding you and continue on growth because Moro did not speak for a good 40 minutes <laughs> in the SmackDown. It wasn't until we got into an actual match that Moro started calling the fucker. Yeah, so, like, I get the idea that, um, like, M- Moro's purpose here is to help the actual young, uh, young talent, young announcer boys, no. uh, learn the craft and get over. But it's just really weird to have four people uh, in that booth and hear only the two of them talk for, for an hour, you know, for like 40 minutes. Also, why is David Otunga still there? That that guy does nothing. Nothing. I will still, I will, uh, to my grave, wander aloud. What is David Otunga doing as an announcer on SmackDown when he's the goddamn attorney at Raw? That's what he needs to be. Yeah, um, yeah, what do you do? It's the patriarchy. So, uh, really, let's, let's break it down before we get into, uh, everything that happened at the end of the show. I I first just want to say, uh, that I just want to give my boy Luke Harper a big old hug. A big old wet, sloppy kiss. Wait, what? Sorry. Uh, I, you know. You know, he's he seems like a good old cuddle bear. Yeah, you know? I just I feel like a you know, I don't I don't know if I can deal with another scratchy beard. Like I'm I'm fine imposing my gross scratchy beard on on people. I don't know if I want that. Like his beard seems like it's soft and it has woodland critters well, living in I it. I can dish it out. I don't know if I can take it is what I'm saying. Although it does no. look very soft. Um I I, I would live in it. Yeah, uh, fucking Luke Harper is amazing. Well, they're branding him now as the Backwoods Behemoth. Well, that's, and mm, that's not the worst but, name I ever heard. Holy but that's fuck, could he wrestle? Yeah, dude. Like Jesus, they never like even in that Randy Orton match, they didn't let him do what he did in that well, style. It match. wasn't you. You don't necessarily have to work that speed against Randy Orton, but you do against AJ Styles. Well, dear God. listen, he's a guy that. Everyone knows to expect that out of him. So why not show you can keep... If you can do that shit to AJ Styles, and that's AJ fucking Styles, like, oh my god. This guy is six foot four and throwing Hurricane Rana's like it ain't nothing. Yeah, suicide dives. Suicide dives. And crazy shit. I mean, drop kicks like crazy. And god, and he's big. He's a big dude. He's a big, big boy. And he's very good, and it's really it's really cool. Um, And really, what has... What has Harper done, like, actively? He finally turned against Orton, and they've had two matches. He finally turned on Wyatt, what, at Elimination Chamber? Was that at the Rumble? Like, he hit him at the Rumble. Rumble was really when that happened. No, but they had their one-on-one match, and Wyatt laid him out after the Rumble, right? So it's been less than two months. And this guy has gone... It was before the Rumble that that happened, because he officially turned on Wyatt at the Rumble. Uh no no because we were because the we week had... the Tuesday afterward was the was the tag team with Cena and Harper and then Orton and Wyatt but they were still sort of playing up what his thing was because Wyatt still had mind control of powers over him sort yeah. of because we were curious on what did he hit him at the Rumble because everyone turns on their partners at the Rumble and that doesn't mean anything or did this actually like 
kind of start turning to something. Anyways, the point is, it's been less than two months that they've really done this, and I think he has benefited more from this push and being associated with these characters at this time than he was when they split him up. He was on Raw and the Intercontinental Champion as an authority lackey two years ago when he was literally a title holder. You know what I mean? Like, it's funny what a little actual meaningful thought and uh, effort and push and writing will give to him. And, I mean, a, a Backwoods Behemoth is not not the worst thing I ever heard. That's fine. Yeah, we'll see where he goes after. It's more so I want to see what he does when he's by himself. Oh, no, it's always in the follow Outside of that feud, you know? Um, but man, is he a good wrestler and man, does he deserve all the things, you know? Yep. I mean, I think they'll, I think they'll get there. I think they, they talk about it so much that they, it's, you want to believe it's just labeling or marketing. And if WWE is talking about, it, they're not going to do it, but land of opportunity, maybe, you know, he's got room to, to kind of be a, his own cool guy here. And also that springboard 450 splash from AJ Styles, though. Oh, yeah. but I mean, we knew that already. I mean, the Earth has got to be flat because with that, if the Earth was curved, then I wouldn't be able to do that kind of shit. Okay, that's... Honestly, that's one point in his favor. That is like, <laughs> hmm, actually, hmm. Have you seen my spiral tap? This is why I have questions. It's, it's, yeah. And then they's AJ, AJ. AJ. But uh, speaking of uh, spiral taps, uh, how how do you feel about uh, th- your appearance uh, in the gay community? The gay community? Yeah. <laughs> well, I didn't tap nothing. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't tap anything in the gay community. <laughs> okay, um, enough of this. <laughs> I'm am sick of you, AJ Styles. Uh, I do want to point out what? though, how can you be sick of? I beat up John Cena. You do notice that they didn't like even entertain any of that, um, any of that uh, the flat, flat earther, earther flat earther thing on talking space. No, because they're they are now in WrestleMania build overdrive, and they had to yes. set up everything to get him mad at Shane McMahon. Oh god! Which that, which we'll get to, we'll get to. But I'm that, just saying that WrestleMania build overdrive. By the way, when so this episode of SmackDown starts with a Miz TV uh, segment, and John Cena comes out, and John Cena does this crazy shoot, uh, you know, just talking about uh, all this, you know, where he actually says, you know, Miz starts accusing him of, you know, like, oh you. You uh, always work, uh, you know, the, the backstage system, the politics, of, all this blah, 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 you know, to get what you want. Yeah. And then John Cena goes, listen, well, listen, if I had this much stroke in this company, then I'd be fighting the Undertaker. I, I wouldn't be, be fighting, fighting you. you, which is like, damn, but that's perfect because Miz is also has always sort of straddled that weird kind of work shoot thing. So, yeah. um, yeah, that was, that was a hell of a line. But, I don't know. There's kind of this over over the past few weeks. My question, because we hear the rumor of that mixed tag match with uh, Nikki Bella and John Cena versus Miz and Maurice, and yep. I just kept thinking, you know, is this a waste of John Cena? Is this a waste of the Miz? Even is this the right match 
for John Cena? Um, it will probably be a plenty fine match. Well, I thought it wasn't at first. I was going, oh, I don't give a fuck about this. I don't give a fuck about Nikki Bella. Um, and then the matches between Natty and Nikki Bella happened. Like finally, all the promos stopped and the matches actually happened. And I went, oh, she's actually good. Um, she's kind of a weird dated relic that you know needs to probably go part time just because of how she looks. It's still very. Uh, divas division esque and not very women's division esque, if that makes sense, because it's very stripper esque. You get real hung up on that. Um, I do. Um, and you should stop. Okay, <laughs> but um, she can work. She can work. She can fucking work. And John can work. And John, uh, was able to actually get me kind of interested in this pairing well we so mixed tag matches are still sort of a novelty you know like we don't we don't see an overabundance of them um and that's i don't know maybe for the best i'm not sure but uh especially it's not really a very common thing at all on wrestlemania and you also compound that with the idea that this is this is john this is john cena like you know he could he could we could he could main event this show against anybody. We could put anyone with him here, and now it's Miz and his wife versus John Cena and his I I don't know what are they weird live-in housemate that he's made sign a contract on his weird house because John Cena is a sad, strange, lonely man. Yes. Um. Yeah. Well, and I mean Cena can sell anything, and it'll be they've worked together at Mania before. Even he he main evented Mania against Miz. So yeah, it'll be it'll be good. Everyone will work real hard. I don't know what else. I'm not. Yeah. You know, is it the right match? No, no, because we should have Cena versus Undertaker or Cena versus Samoa Joe or this something like. This could be Undertaker's last WrestleMania. It's almost assuredly going to be Undertaker's last WrestleMania. And. You're gonna waste it on Roman Reigns. Well, it's gonna make us hate him. So, is it actually a waste? We already hate Roman. Well, yeah, but we're really, really gonna forever hate him now. He, they, they, if they can't make him a super face, I guess they'll settle for a super heel. I suppose. Are we really gonna hate? Is it? Is it really? Is it really wasted? Hmm. And, you know, and here's the thing is that Maurice fucking attacking Nikki Bella with a lead pipe. It's pretty intense. Uh, yeah. That shit made it, like, almost a fucking hardcore match. Yep. You know? Um, so here's, here's another question just as a whole since, you know, we were on the subject of, of the women. Uh, how are the SmackDown women faring, in your opinion, right now? I mean, so... We see let's Becky recap, yeah, let's Lynch recap where versus Mickey James uh, for the 5,000th time this week. It's like the third time. Yeah. And uh, last week we saw Becky Lynch versus Alexa Bliss for the 700th time. It's maybe the fifth. <laughs> yeah. What else? What are, what, where are the other women at this point? Maurice is with Miz. Nikki's with John. Uh, Carmella is doing her thing with... Hogsworth. Hogsworth. The big hog. 
Big hog, big hog, big hog. Um, and I guess Natty is like stepping up to kind of fill the thing that, not not the face slot that Naomi's kind of left open, but like just the you're the fourth person in this. <laughs> you're the only person. You're the left. only other w- woman. But there was kind of a weird thing. So they had that segment where Alexa Bliss does that weird thing, you know, with the Oscars. Um, you know, she starts, like, speaking like an Academy Award thing. Natty interrupts her before she finishes her gag. Um, yeah. And then uh, Natty comes in and is like, oh, we're both, ch- you know, champion caliber superstars. And I just kind of thought, like, in this, you know, as they're staring each other down, I went, who... Who's the who's the person I'm supposed to like? You know? Yep. Which I guess is Natty? No. I don't know. I guess it's Alex. No? Oh. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's sort of ambiguous. It's a little weird maybe. Like it's not even face or heel. It's just who do I like? Cuz neither of these people are very likable. Eh. Even in like an endearing way. I think Natty's Natty's cool. Natty's a little endearing, I yeah, guess. But they maybe not like a hundred percent like you like maybe maybe not for your standards, you picky son of a bitch. Yes. I like Natty though. I think they're sort of doing okay. I still like it listen, Raw has higher highs and lower lows, you know? SmackDown just on the roster itself has a has the better stretch of like the middle of the road talent. Um so I think the women's are doing okay. Yeah, I'm still having a problem getting behind Becky Lynch. Yes, I know. It's noted. Your your, your opinion has been made abundantly clear on that fact. Oi, I'm Irish and look, I fight. Look. Becky. Uh-huh. And Natalia. Uh-huh. Are on the same show. Mm-hmm. I kind of like husky voiced women. They're both kind of, they're both kind of. I'm so, into it. Uh, maybe you're the one who's wrong here because I think that she's not that great and hasn't actually been that exciting or has had an exciting match. Uh, this whole time since the brand split. Mm-hmm. And all that you've said is just, oh, well, uh, her voice is cool. I think she's had good matches. Like, I have fundamentally disagreed with you this whole time. I'm just saying that's icing on that particular cake. <laughs> I think that you're just into uh, to people who are a little bit, uh, uh, get a little bit more testosterone in them, huh? <laughs> you know what I, I'm saying? I, I think you're trying to uh, turn what was a very personal moment between two brothers into uh, a cheap joke. <laughs> and, um... <laughs> For our podcast, <laughs> and um, I don't appreciate. Oi, well, you know what I think. I, with my Irish tongue, I think. I think we need to go to the internet and see what the internet thinks. Because if the internet likes him, then we're supposed to well, like them. The internet uh, thinks likes Becky. The internet thinks that she done had a something that rhymes with smushmorsh. Yeah, we've already established. Oh, oh, by the and way, and we should definitely establish. We need for the record. Okay, for okay, Colin, okay. you owe everyone an apology. I owe everyone an apology, especially you, Naomi. Um, 
you are uh, confirmedly not something that rhymes with smregnant. Yes. It turns out you have something uh, that rhymes with a smree smringery. Um, and that is not a uh, shoot thing. You actually have a smurry injury. Yeah, you, 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 your, uh, your, your smurry, your surgically implanted smurry, is a shoot, um, shoot hurt. Yeah, man, you do, fucking don't. You can't. You can't take knee injuries lightly. Yeah, that you, shit sucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That shit sucks. Yeah, it's awful. Yeah. Being a being a gimp. Being how dare you? <laughs> Listen, I'm getting a lot of hostility from you at all this around all of this. <laughs> around all this. You're the one that has all the problem with the women, and you're like, uh, uh, I think you're angry because you don't like the women of SmackDown. Uh, I thought you were about to say I just hate women in general, and you, that I'm a I mean, sexist bastard. No, you're just a listen. You just hate everyone. You're a misanthrope. I get that. Yes, and you're a piece of shit. But I just don't think you like the women on SmackDown at the moment. No, no, and I think you. Well, whatever. I think it's fine. I generally enjoy what they're doing. That division needs help. I like. think they're better than Raw because there's more of them. I think that Raw is better for women. Who, who, who else? Specifically, who, who, because I like Charlotte. Who else is on Raw that isn't Charlotte? And then, who else is? Who are the women on Raw? Who are the women wrestlers on Raw? Charlotte, okay. Bailey, Sasha, Nia, Dana, five, Brooke, and nobody else. Wait, no, hold on. There's one storyline there. And Alicia Fuchs is not on Raw. She's, she's technically on the Raw She roster. has not wrestled on Raw. She doesn't count. Alicia Fuchs. SmackDown is better f- for the, the, the women on SmackDown are doing fine because there's more of them and there's no less than three different feuds going on where Raw can barely manage two and it's going to get rolled well, into one. Yeah, it's all going to get rolled into one, which almost makes it better. Which is, which frankly is what's going to happen to SmackDown as well. Yeah, I was just about to say. But hey, we got we got a million singles matches to get to on WrestleMania. Yeah, and speaking of these possible singles matches, uh, so uh, Randy Orton, I go to I go to all that trouble to set you up a seamless segue, <laughs> and then you're like, well, speaking of what you just said. <laughs> You want me to get a fucking air horn? Because we can just do that. Boo 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 boo. Segway. Segway horn. So uh, yeah, you know, eventually you'll get tired of pointing out that I'm trying to segue and move on. I'm trying to develop. Lives. I'm going to try to develop a bit here, Colin. Except you're just going to bog me down and keep me down and and not let me fly, my creative bird. Maybe you earned it. Maybe <laughs> maybe I feel like you earned it. Maybe, maybe I'm hurt. I've been hostile to you because you've been very you're hostile. hostile to me. Well. You know what? One of us has to. One of us has to break first. <laughs> it won't be me. It won't be me. I'm just going to keep ignoring the problem and move on, <laughs> because that's what men do to solve their problems: <laughs> is bury them deep inside and don't talk about their feelings until eventually it all comes to a head and explodes <laughs> with crippling substance abuse issues. So, um, so Randy Orton uh, commits arson. Randy Orton uh, uh, desecrates a dead body, exhumes uh, the corpse of Sister Abigail, which we confirm is not ever going to be a female wrestler, which is very yes. good. Uh, and, yes, and they 
fucking set aflame uh, Mr. Wyatt's house. Mr. Wyatt? <laughs> Mr. Wyatt. Okay, it's it's not even a house. It's like a shed. I mean, he calls it a temple, and it's like... You remember that time when we realized our um, our neighbors down the road actually had like a very elaborate satanic uh, setup inside their living room? What? You don't remember that? No. You were, okay, so when grandmother was doing the taking photos for the insurance, remember she had to uh-huh. go inside? People on that fucking cul-de-sac down the way had the fucking long table with the black velvet cover and then the pentagrams Damn. and the whole set of candles. They left that. The house was empty except for the satanic shrine. I don't quite know what to think about that still. Wow. Yes, but that happened. So it's sort of kind of like that. Wyatt has like a weird shed in the middle of, I don't know, buttfuck Louisiana, um, where uh, under which Sister Abigail was buried under the floorboards. We still don't know who Sister Abigail is. They never 100% confirm if it's like literally his sister or like his like nursemaid or whatever. But Or it's Satan's sister. Or Satan, but it, it's like... Rosemary, but it's the it's the source of his power, his warlock powers he's had for these years. And uh, Randy Orton, beats it up. Orton uh, destroyed it. Set Destroys it, it. Yeah. Um. So. So why it's like panicking and in tears. And I, you know, at this exact moment, I went, "Isn't Orton the heel now?" Yes, Orton's a heel. Orton has always always been a heel. Orton has always been an asshole. Like, you want to talk? That's the that's the thing. Like, he's always had this this deal, uh, a consistency in his character where he will like, oh, I'll punch you in the head or I'll RKO you on a car or whatever. He will always just be excessively violent. And it's just who to to whom he does it to. You know, it's just when Wyatt came out to uh to deliver his uh, invocation, um. He, Randy. He, you know, when he says, "Oh, Randy," oh, Randy, like, he was so happy to see him. It was like, "Oh, they my were friends." Buddy. It's my only friend in the world my who only would never betray friend. me, who I trust more than anybody else on this dear dead planet Earth. Well, the fact which I hope to destroy one day. Well, I mean, the fact that he said that out loud should have told us in the first place that Orton was going to. It's like, oh, my only friend Randy, who I treasure and beloved, and who's probably not going to be in a segment here where we finally set up this match that Dave Meltzer spoiled two months ago. <laughs> ah. Ah, ah, whatever could you be doing here? I gave you, you I just so coincidentally gave you the keys to the kingdom. By the way, how's my house doing? Please don't burn it. Please don't set it aflame. And what does Randy do? He sets it aflame. He sets it aflame. And now I feel sorry for Wyatt. Yeah. I feel sorry for old Mr. Wyatt. Well, everyone just was waiting for Randy to turn and beat the shit out of him. And that's like, that's fine, because they're wrestlers. If they were fighting, that'd be one thing. But he like... Why can't we have a beautiful tale of friendship? Well, they're they're teasing at breaking up Enzo and Cass. They're... They're teasing at all this stuff, and I'm just like, I just want two friends who stick together. We need the Hardy Boys back. They're not friends. What do you think the whole delete angle was about? <laughs> they got back together at the end of that. <laughs> um, I forgot what the fuck I was going to say. You done ruined me, son. 
Yeah, he's like, oh, no, it'd be one thing if, if Orton was there just to beat the shit out of him and give him RKO's, and that's cool, everyone likes that. RKO out of nowhere, it's a meme, it's fun. But, like, he, like, he dug up his mom's or whatever and, like, took a pig's axe, and that, like, sucked, man. That's, like, a little too far. Like, if I didn't know any better, I'm like, ooh, that's, ooh, that's real fucked up. Are we double-turning? I mean, they're not, but... yeah. Well, and like I feel bad for Wyatt, and I feel bad for Styles. I feel bad for AJ Styles because bolt onto this, pursuant to this, why uh, Orton does his thing. He goes over to the shed, and he's like, uh, "Orton, when I said Wyatt, when I said don't beat him, join him, I did that, but also I have another phrase, which is to say, I wait for my moment and then I screw him." And so he's like, "It's." Is I said, so long as you were the master and I was the servant, I would never challenge you at WrestleMania. Well, now, guess what? I am the master, so you're on for WrestleMania. So, But the problem was, is who did he really screw? Wyatt or AJ Styles? Well, it's sort of both. That's how they're going to... That's that's how we build up for the SummerSlam feud, Colin. You got to be thinking six months ahead. Um, Yeah, so when he says... We don't know. We don't know yet because they haven't addressed it, but probably the first thing that's going to happen next week on SmackDown, because they were teasing it on Talking Smack this week, uh, the, the, uh, the SmackDown office was in disarray because we had we had established this number one contendership where AJ Styles finally proved that he he won the, he won the Battle Royal, beat Luke Harper, didn't get his one-on-one rematch before Wyatt won the belt. And now Orton, who won the Rumble, is going to get the shot. So this is where Styles turns on Shane McMahon again in a match that we've known about for two months and just wished wouldn't happen because Meltzer spoils everything. God bless him. Ugh. Well, do you have any more thoughts on SmackDown? No. Um, I wish I knew what they were doing with Apollo Crews. But, um, and I'm excited to see this Corbin, uh, Dean Ambrose stuff, but no, nothing that I really want to get into. Yeah. Those are pretty much the only things that we skipped over. Yeah. Those are the only other two bright points. But yeah, that's, that's pretty much it for what we think of SmackDown. Uh, I guess we'll move on to, uh, NXT 205 Live and our Fastlane predictions because that's coming up this Sunday. I totally forgot about that. Yep. That's why I wrote it in that doc. Whoa. Uh, Music break. And the rest of it. Woo! Woo. Yeah. Um, so we're just going to everything that wasn't uh, Raw or SmackDown. Um, we're going to kind of lump together here and just cover things as they uh, grab us. Do you know what I mean? Oh, I know what you mean. All right. So on NXT, there wasn't really a whole lot that really... Uh, grab me this week. I mean, it was this was the big challenges. Champs retain. Cha- all the champs retain, which we figured because you're not going to uh, do big switches this close to WrestleMania. Mostly, this episode ended with um, Ember and Oscar having their first face to face. And Ember Moon sticks out to me, and maybe it's just because you know she's from G Town, 
or whoop G Town, or maybe it's just that uh, you know she's actually just that fucking good. But also, uh, it's just it's so strange her trajectory because she was on, she was doing a bunch of squash matches, and then uh, she disappears for six months, for like six fucking months. And then she's suddenly back, and then they push her to the moon. <laughs> well, I don't know. It was it was weird because, I don't know, they're real hot and cold on her. It's, it's almost like she debuted too early, or they were using her too high on the card when she debuted and didn't want him to move her back down. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, so they clearly had the time they needed to fill over the last couple of takeovers. Last two takeovers, I guess. Um, where they had to get Mickey James for Toronto because they couldn't get Trish Stratus. Um, and they had to do this three-way. Uh, no, it was a four-way. The four-way dance was the last takeover with Nikki Cross and then the Australians. Um when and where Amber was largely absent for both of those you know what I mean because the right. whole story was who was going to beat Asuka and everyone's like well it's Amber but she's gone now what happened like they just didn't use her low key enough you know what I mean yeah I think I think NXT got hurt real hard and it was still taking time to recover uh, from the draft they pulled out too much of their mid card who was um, ready to start taking that spot. Um, it still doesn't answer me why they shot Ember Moon so high in the first place and made her disappear. Like, if you just started low and had the slow build, it would have worked better, I guess. Well, and maybe she needed some work, some development, uh, some, you know, stuff on the mic for a little bit, maybe. Maybe. Um, because she's still a little rough on the mic, I noticed. And... I don't know why they even put her behind a mic. You know, just have her... Just yeah. have her be a silent Mortal Kombat ninja. Yeah, it's weird what you expect this... Have this... her be Lady Taker. You know? Yeah. You almost don't want her... So I understand we don't gimmick people quite so heavily always, or near as much as we used to, but she's a Mortal Kombat ninja that dresses like a Greek warrior princess from Dallas, Texas? Like... There's some inconsistencies going on here, you know what I mean? Right. Let's let's figure that out. You know, you announce her from, I don't know, the dark side of the moon and make her come out to Pink Floyd. Right. And have her be, you know, a little bit more... Uh, well, I mean, I kind of like her theme music, though. No, the, mu- the music's fun. cool. The music's good. Um, I like it. And, you know, and she can... She can you know, do her flippy doos and all that and she's great. You know, and she doesn't need to talk. She doesn't need to ask I'm coming for you. Blah, blah. You know, just have her just point ominously at her. That's all you gotta do. Yo, yo, I'm totally ominous and I don't have to tell you all this shit. Exactly. I'm totally ominous. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's weird. She's still very good and I'll be excited to see her get to that point because I have to figure that's where they're going. Everyone knows Asuka's going to go hit main card eventually, so we have to get Ember up to be the new right. face of... But imagine if it was Alexa 
doing this now, and it was Ember building against Alexa. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's that's where the problem was. I she wasn't. I don't know. She wasn't ready, but that doesn't explain to me still why they debuted her where they did, and then handled her afterwards like they did. But oh well, what's done is done. We're the only people who remember it. Yep. Um. So pretty much it in terms of what I want to talk on NXT. Yeah, no, it was um, kind of a slow week. And uh, so we watched 205 Live for the first time in a grip. Yeah, and uh, all that I can say is uh, okay, so Zach, get, give me a quick lowdown on what's happening with the cruiserweights right now. Alright. Uh, your, your fundamental feuds here are of course Neville and Jack Gallagher uh, for the title. We have character feuds kind of building around uh, Brian Kendrick and Tozawa. Um, Tozawa did not want to be Brian Kendrick's protege, so now he's attacking him relentlessly for it. Which is kind of fun. No, it's real good. And Kendrick is a guy who's been in WWE for quite a while, several times mm-hmm. before. So he's a guy to teach people how to work. WWE cruiserweight style. And boy, howdy, do they really contrive that uh, Noam Dar Rick Swan feud? Yeah. yeah, Dar. Someone sent flowers to Alicia. Fuchs. Noam Dar is, well, for those of you who don't know, he's got a very thick Scottish accent. Um, and he's uh, with Alicia Fox right now. And they are setting up that Rick Swan sent them sent flowers to yes. Lisa Fox this week, then why did why did Noam Dar claim them? I don't know. Was he just covering? I don't know. They didn't establish anything. They really didn't. Um, Sorry. Cedric Alexander still is sort of toiling away in the kind of uh, forgotten in the shuffle. Yeah, so um, is uh, Tony Nese. Tony Nese, Drew Gulak, um, uh, Mustafa Ali. I mean, I could go on. These are all good guys. Yeah, Arya Devari. Arya And they're hyping up the impending return of Austin Aries to active competition, which will be amazing. Austin Aries is very good. And he's one of the few guys that's over and has a personality enough to, um, you know, get himself over right. in this heat vortex that is the cruiserweight division. I mean, so that's fundamentally where it is. I mean, it's yeah. Gallagher Neville... Is is what we're looking at. Well, which will be a good match. It'll be good as hell match. You know, Geller and Neville is actually something that I'm really looking forward to. And you know, just this idea of well, hello, you know, cheerio, good lad, and you know, this like sunny, colorful British, a a, a stereotypical British cartoon man, and the Neville coming in and he's as just a seri- cloudy fucking day, a seri- yeah, cloudy yeah. day, serious, angry athlete. He has a storm cloud going, you're a stereotype. I like that angle. I really do. At least it's I like... I that was played up a little more, you know? I think they've been playing it over plenty. I just think you... I don't know. They should not like each other besides the fact that I just have a philosophical difference with you. Like, they should... This well, is... The, the pay-per-views this weekend... What it really weekend, comes down to is I'm real. I take the sport seriously. And you are a phony and a joke and you're not worthy competition for me. And they said that. Yeah. And that's what and that's what needs to be played up. No, uh, yeah, it's good. So. Yeah. Cruiserweights are okay. Actually, they're not okay. They're not great. They're sort of not good at all, but you yeah, know. Yeah, it's it's floating over in nothing land. Yeah, lots of guys with not a lot of heat that don't give 
that aren't given yeah. the time to. Yeah, I keep like to get over. I was actually asked uh, once, like, why we haven't, you know, addressed the cruiserweights and because what is there to address yet? And that's well, there's only so many weeks I can sort of just defeatedly say, eh, it's okay. Because yeah, they'll fine. put on, they'll put and on some decent TV matches, whatever. Yeah, and then Neville comes out, and we love Neville, and then that's pretty much all. Yeah, you know, that I can't say. I, I, you, do, you, you can't expect these guys to work the breakneck indie matches that they do. Mm-hmm. On on at WWE because when you're in WWE, you travel five days a week. Basically, you're you're on the road traveling. Shit, you know, working matches every night you can't do those 20 minute 30 minute indie near fall fuck fest barn burners you know so guys that can fucking rip shit barely get to do it right you know so it's and that's fine it's just like that's why we like those guys that's presumably what you got them for so let them do it i don't know maybe every so often and right. give them interesting stuff to do when they aren't ripping shit. But they, they're kind of getting the worst of both worlds now. Well, and it was so smart with Neville. Because uh, making him a heel, it's, oh, I just don't do those moves because I fucking hate you and you like them. You know? Yeah, that's good. That's great. So it was, it's, you know, uh, we're keeping an eye on them. It's just... It's there. It's they're it, not it's, forgotten, it's but I kind of wish I did sometimes. It's a very mixed bag where they're at right now, you know. So, uh, so yeah. I guess we can. That's enough breath on that. Uh, fast lane predictions. I will listen. Don't tell me not to talk. I will talk about anything for as long as I want to. Oh, okay. All right. And I don't want to anymore. I'm done. Fast lane, you say? Yes. All right. Pull up the card. It's right here. Okay, good. The whole time. All right, good. I didn't read it. I can't see. I just went blind. I'm sorry. I forgot what letters mean. So, uh, let's just go ahead and go through it. So, bang uh, it out. Okay, the Brian Kendrick and Noam Dar versus Tazawa and Rick Swan. Speaking of the other cruiserweight feud that's going on, um, yes, uh, that's the pre-show. Pre-show match. Well, you got to figure they're investing time in Tazawa. So I think Tozawa. I don't think Tozawa yeah. goes over Kendrick. I think maybe Tozawa over Dar to keep yep. him out and keep the Kendrick feud cooking. Well, it's either Brian Kendrick finds a way to... I think that Tozawa finds a way to outsmart Kendrick, you know, through however Kendrick cheats. And then yeah, but I don't think he gets Tozawa the pin on him. pins Dar. Dar, you know? yeah. Or makes Dar tap, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he may get the he could get the pin on Kendrick because there's still wiggle room. I'm saying, oh, it was a tag match. You didn't really beat me, right? But I think they say um, that. So we also have uh, Sasha Banks versus Nia Jax again. Uh, who won last time? Nia. Nia. I called that. Um, I just wanted to remind you clearly. Yeah. Uh, Sasha this time because Nia won last time. Okay. Um. I'm going to say Sasha. I'll agree with that. I think that it's not really interesting if Nia, you know, if they do like a, oh, she has your number, you know. Well, if you expect, if we, if you also, expect. Also, I think that there's a way for Sasha to fucking snap. Yeah. Sorry to interrupt. If Sasha well, fucking snaps. No, and, this is what I'm getting to, yeah, basically. And cheats and wins. Yeah. You know, 
there's a way to get to Sasha turns and is presumably heel, which I don't know if we still think that's going to happen. It seems likely. But if if you're setting up the women's four way at WrestleMania to be f- Bailey's the lone face against the badass champion, her former turn best friend turned evil, and then this monster of a woman over here, you got to figure they can get to a point where she turns mm. eventually, and it doesn't have to be by losing, you know. So, so we also have a uh, Bailey versus Charlotte. Oh, oh God, this one. It's Charlotte. You know, I hate to do three for three because no one's going to win if we pick the same thing. But I sort of agree, too, that you, uh, through some kind of probably Dana Brooke cheating nonsense, um, I think Bailey loses and it's heartbreaking and she's got to overcome three other big mean hurdles to get her title back at Mania. Yep. And they're going to keep up a Charlotte pay-per-view streak. Yeah, they're going to keep And they're also going to make Charlotte... I know that they're doing this uh, title switch constantly off of Charlotte just so that she can get to 16-time women's champion, like, within five years. They don't have to do that in five years. It took... You know, it took... Yeah, but they're going to... Ric Flair's 20... But they're going to make it happen as fast as possible with her. You know you know they are. No, that's probably exactly where they're going. Um, yeah, you need, your, you need your face on the chase. The face is more engaging, you know, striving to try to overcome than, you know. Yeah. Um, so we also have uh, Sami Zayn versus Samoa Joe. Shit. Um, you got to figure Joe. You know, Sami is... Uh, a jobber to the stars, sort of, kind of in that Dolph Ziggler level, um, where everyone can get behind him, but he just doesn't win so much. The problem is, is that you know now we're at four for four here, because I'm just thinking like, man, it'd be so nice if Sammy won, and they made him look really strong. Yep, with how aggressively he attacked Joe. Well, um, at the end of Raw. Yeah, but it's just. There's no way that you bring in a brand new, fresh Samoa Joe and have him lose. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. If you want a character to be taken seriously, you really kind of can't make them lose their first pay-per-view. Right. Especially not where they're positioning Joe, where he's just demolishing guys left and right. Yeah. And it's just, it's not going to be Sami Zayn's year at all. At all. Well, Sami isn't, this is not a year for Sami to be a dominant champion. This is one, this is, he's such a lovable dude and works so hard and looks so good getting the shit kicked out of him, but still taking it up, you know? Like, this is his year to keep coming close and failing and falling short. Well, and and that'll build that, he'll be like Bailey, but. Yeah, exactly. You know, that underdog factor. Yeah, exactly. Underdog. It's not and how when many... When he finally wins it after a few years, everybody's going to go, holy it's, fuck. It's the, it's the mankind thing. I think it's... I don't I don't think it's a it's a coincidence they tied him with well, Mick so and heavily no, at first. Yeah, I think that they know it. I think they yeah. know it. You know? Yeah. That, that's where they're going with him. I saw, he's I mean, going to win the Royal Rumble next year and then... Yeah. It's... Yeah. He's going to enter at number one, get the shit beat out of him the whole time, and just barely beat Kevin Owens in the at the final yep. two of the Royal Rumble. And everybody's going to cry, and it's going to be great. Um, So here's one that we might disagree on. Jesus. Roman Reigns versus Braun Strowman. God damn, this is a hard one. 
This is a weird one because you have to figure they don't want Reigns going into Mania with a loss against Undertaker. But then again, they're putting all this time into to uh, into Braun, into Braun Strongman. God, I don't know. You go first. <laughs> so, I I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say I have my thing picked out. I'm just not saying it first. So if we have the same one, it's not because I'm copying you. So, I think there are two possibilities. Well, yeah, there's two guys in the match. One of them has to win. Well, yes, it's either it's either Roman, Roman Reigns loses because. Of, because of a distraction from the um, Undertaker. Oh, okay, all right. Or Roman Reigns is celebrating his victory and gets interrupted by the Undertaker. <laughs> so really, Braun doesn't figure into this at all whatsoever for you. No, he does not. It's Which either is fucking ridiculous to think. Right. Well, did you notice though? And and see it happened to me too. I was like, "Fuckers, it worked," because suddenly in this feud versus Braun Strongman, uh, I like Roman Reigns. I I like Braun. Um, I like Braun too, but I don't mind Braun losing this, and I don't mind you know, and Roman's looking fallible, finally. Because Braun's fucking, you know, shoving him through barricades and breaking turnbuckles. So are you going with Roman wins? The that old standby whoever goes whoever goes over on the go home show go uh, loses on the pay per view. Well, I think time's a ticking, buddy. I think that. Mm. I'm going to say Roman wins. Oh, shit. By DQ. Okay. All right. All right. Our rule, our rule for the, for the, uh, for the audience listening at home, our rule is a simple up or down win or lose. It isn't about, um, who wins, how disqualifications don't matter. So Roman wins. You think Roman wins by DQ, so so Braun goes over in the story, right? Is that what you're getting yes. at? Braun goes over in the story, but Roman gets the the actual win. Um, I will. I'm gonna say Braun. I think Braun just flat takes it. Um, because I think I think Roman's in a better spot to take the loss. I agree with you. It needs to be fallible, whatever. But you're miscalculating that. Uh, Vince that, is going to push him to the moon. Yeah, and that no, he's this Superman. Is, and yeah, you can't beat Superman. Well, if the, no, you know who can beat Superman? The goddamn Undertaker. I think Undertaker comes out and is like, "Okay, you you want to get in my yard? You want to get in my yard? Roman Reigns, throw me out at the Rumble. All right, we'll do this." And then he lets Broman, Broman Strowman beat him. I think Strowman wins, uh, I, and I will. It's, we'll it's too. It's obviously due to interference, and Roman Reigns will almost completely overcome it because he's a piece of shit. Um, but uh, the man I, received a Superman punch with brass knuckles. 
and kicked out, out at two. At not even it at was like one, one and a half. Yeah. God fucking damn it. I don't want to hate. I don't want to hate Roman Reigns because he can be a good worker. He's put on good matches and he's got fire, you know. But I really, really, really hate the character. Yep. Absolutely. So that's why uh, so. Braun Strowman beats him and uh, lets me ride around on his shoulders like a big boy. No. Not a chance. Roman wins. Every time, all the time. That's just how it goes. Neville versus Jack Gallagher. Neville. Neville. I think... I think you... I think you get this Jack Gallagher feud out of the way because I think they're moving to Aries Neville for WrestleMania. Wait, that's a month, isn't it? No, they're getting to Aries Neville eventually, but I think... Um, I think Neville has to go over, like we talked about before. I think Gallagher looks strong, but Neville unscrupulously defeats him. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. But I think we're moving on to Aries being the next big name. Yes, absolutely. Um, so the club versus Enzone Cast. Enzone Cast. I really title. don't think any. If if anyone is betting against Enzone Cast at this point. Maybe they hold it till Mania and then they win there, but aren't we already telling that story with Bailey? Yeah, but the problem is, is what do you do with Raw Tag at Mania? You know what I mean? I don't think you do. You put them in the under the giant battle royal so you can forget about them. Yeah, maybe. Enzo and Cass. I don't know because I'm going doing yeah Enzo and Cass need it and obviously they don't give a fuck about the club which is just a bummer yeah you know, well again I think like you know the problem is is in so many of these uh, you know like I feel like the the heels are going over because you know I feel like Sasha is going to win in a screwy way I feel like uh you know, Brian Kendrick and Nomdar are going to try some, you know, unscrupulous shit. I feel like Samoa Joe's going to win unscrupulously. I feel like Neville will win in a screwy way. You know, so uh, I just don't see the club succeeding in any reality, you know? <laughs> well, listen, we've got New Japan World. We can just go watch Prime, Prime, uh, Prime Era Bullet Club. Right. So, Enzo and Cass. All right. Enzo and Cass. So, last match. Last match. Owens and Goldberg. Owens this and one's Goldberg. interesting. I think this is our other break point. Is it? Well, what do you think? So, well, okay. We're going to fantasy book real quick, I promise. Uh, it's going to be Lesnar-Goldberg for the title at WrestleMania. It's just a question of who gets the title. This They're going to main event. Like, I don't think there's any real question that they're going to main event. Um, point is, the question is, does Lesnar have the title going into Mania or does Goldberg? And you want the face on the chase. Uh, and I think they want to make Goldberg winning a title however long it's been since he won his last one, 2003, almost 15 years later. I think they want that to be a WrestleMania moment. So you genuinely think that Owens is going to pull it out and that... 
Lesnar is going to take it at the Madison Square Garden house show. Those two parts don't trip me up as much as the idea that they beat Lesnar three times in a row for Goldberg. Like, yes, I think Lesnar can come fuck it up for Goldberg and Owens can make it out by the skin of his teeth. That's fine with that. I can buy that. But the problem is, is that so Lesnar has to win WrestleMania. That's the thing, which I think could happen. I think Lesnar could retain. He'd be champ going into WrestleMania and he would retain. Because we see, I don't know. I don't know. I could see that. Of course, you also maybe want let Goldberg to win it. I don't know. I'm of two minds. Well, yeah, I'm of I'm of two minds here as well because I go, eh, I mean, maybe they put the belt on Goldberg just for a second just so that, you know, he's, you know, he's got a little belt on him for just a second. You know, that's yeah. something to show his, you know, his wife and kid. Yep. Um, but I don't know, man, because uh, Lesnar, you know, it's it, I, Goldberg would just be a transitional champ for Lesnar. Lesnar has to win at Mania, unless it's a transitional championship for Roman Reigns. Well, I don't think Roman Reigns is in the Universal picture until. After Finn Balor gets it back. Until the moment Vince says he is again. Yeah, which is probably next week. Fuck. Yeah, it's probably next week, and he probably beats Goldberg for the title. Uh, I know. So, okay. So, I whatever. Pardon my fantasy booking. I think long terms, you have... I don't know. I think that's complicated. I think that solves some problems I have with the idea of Lesnar or Goldberg going in to mania as champ as the face. But then again, it isn't as if they haven't booked things completely backwards in the face heel dynamic plenty of times before. You know what I mean? Like it should be Goldberg should be having to run up against a heel Lesnar who has juked him twice already through unscrupulous means and his last chance to beat him is that mania to win the title 15 years later for the benefit of his child and his wife at the biggest mania of all time against the guy who's always had his number. But so many elements of that story are completely backwards to what we've got now. So I think we don't go with the obvious this weekend. I think Owens well, here's the barely deal. manages to pull it out due to Lesnar interference. Face and heel don't exist anymore. Well, that's not true. That's not true. It doesn't matter anymore. Mm. Not like it did. Mm. The crowd's less willing to play along with it, yes. So, I think, I don't know, you think Owens pulls it out. That, that That's your official call. I think Lesnar costs it for, costs it for Goldberg, yes. Are you just so, going to pick Goldberg now? Uh, I think the safest way to go is Goldberg. Uh, that's definitely safer. I think that that's just how they're going to do it. Yeah, it's definitely safer. Yep. Most definitely. And I'm going to stick to that. So our only two breakpoints are 
uh, Reigns and Strowman and Owens and Goldberg. Yep. Okay, so we're one to one in our predictions game. What's our tiebreaker? Um, because frankly, two matches decide who wins this. Yes. So there has to be a tiebreaker. Um. How about this? Hmm. Because the only other one that I'm wishy-washy about is Banks and Naya. Okay. You want to change to Naya? Uh, you know what? Fuck it, I will, just for the interest of the podcast. All right, good, cool. There we go. We got three. We got three. So, for those keeping score at home, Colin's got Roman Reigns. I've got Braun Strowman. I've got Sasha Banks. Colin has Nia Jax. And then I've got Owens, and he's got Goldberg. So, we will see, come Sunday, who who goes uh, one and two in our predictions game. Yep. Whoop. And with that, uh, I think we're going to take another brief music break and come back with our, our final segment, some quick thoughts on uh, Honor Rising. Okay, and we're back uh, for our last segment here. We're going to talk on rising. Yes. We're going to try to do a third segment to kind of cover, I don't know, something yeah. we haven't, you know, whatever strikes us that week, you know, if whether it's a top ten list or a... I guess you could say the additional event made my uh, honor rose. <laughs> something rose up if I'm saying that. This week we watched a couple of matches from the New Japan Pro Wrestling and Ring of Honor cross-promotion show this past weekend. Yes. Colin. Yes. You are new to both New Japan-ish and definitely new to Ring of Honor. So yeah, Absolutely. Uh, thoughts? What did you see that stuck out to you? Well, um... I'd say uh, the three main parts that stuck out to me were definitely uh, uh, everything revolving around Dalton Castle. Isn't isn't that character amazing? Yes, absolutely. I just the idea that well, okay, whatever. It's wrestling. There have been evil gay camp characters for as long as there's been, I don't know, uh, shitty toxic masculinity in society, mm-hmm. which is to say forever. Um, but Dalton Castle, to those who haven't seen it, is a man with a haircut. I don't know. It's basically what Eric Nally. He's got that thin little mustache. Yep. The 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 feathered mid length hair, um, just dripping in just crazy amounts of homoeroticism. Like I understand this is pro wrestling, but yes, believe me, he comes out in a skin tight yeah. bodysuit. He he has boys that he calls his boys and un- come out in underwear. Um, I don't know what what would you describe their get-ups? They're wearing the like, uh, masquerade ball masks, and, like yes. they're and super human statues. Yeah, and, tasseled like they're human statues or something. And um, yes. he uses them as human furniture, and they peel his suit off of them. But it isn't played for heels. Like it is. This is not a heelish guy. Like it's super ridiculous and over the top, and he's silly. And he does a lot of those classic, like, Bugs Bunny-isms. But 
people love him for it. It's like it's played for a straight face thing. It's amazing. Yeah. I'm very excited that this is only this is a character I don't think we could have had before this point in history, I think. Yeah, and I don't know, because it kind of works in that Freddie Mercury sense or that... But yes. for some reason, it's the epitome of rock and roll now. Yeah. You know, because rock and roll has become so uh, genderless, you know? I, I see this uh, thing that's fashionable right now uh, amongst a lot of people where they're just like, I just want to become a genderless enigma, some crazy alien, you know? The Yeah, the, the androgyny has always been a th- Again, going back to fucking David Bowie, Freddie Mercury, it's been a thing in rock and roll forever, but like, you know... Right now, it is the epitome of fashion. Almost. Yeah, it's 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 becoming more of a thing we can accept not being as a performer who we know is just doing it as an act, you know? Yeah. So... And- um, but yeah, Dalton Castle was great, and that was that was a fun match. Yeah, it's a fun match because it it had uh, Tanahashi, mm-hmm. who uh, just well, I'm a fan of right now. Tanahashi's very good. Like, don't he's very good. He's the John Cena of New Japan, quite literally. Um, but the fact that like New Japan lets their top guy pal around with and be a questionably homosexual sidekick to this comedy character for this small American company is like yes. super cool. You know, I wish, I wish John Cena could cut loose like that in, in real wrestling, but I don't think he can. I think he's forever nope. cursed. He's trapped in a prison of having to be a serious promo boy. Yo, yo, all the champ. Blah, blah, blah. Um, so yeah, uh, I, I guess who also stuck out that war machine young bucks match was a, like a ton of fun. Dude. Isn't it though? Aren't those two hella tag teams? Yeah. Like, Young Bucks are great. I think we all know that. They are everything that's postmodern about wrestling. They're amazing. Yeah, and... Okay, so the Young Bucks... Uh, every time I watch them, I like try to piece together. So they're like DX, but they're also like NWO. But they're also like the Hardy Boys. But, but they're, they're also, also like the Rockers. Yeah, like the Rockers. But they're also pretty much just, you know... Uh, you know, Eminem... That, that yeah. fucking shit, and then that they're old. also like, I, I don't know, they're just kind of everything at once, but they're so self-aware about it and so postmodern about it. Yeah, it's just strange shit, and I don't think I just for a moment I had to imagine what they would be like in WWE, and it just makes me think like you know, so many people go like, yeah, let's put them on WWE, and it's like no, guys, because WWE is not going to handle them correctly. Well, you know, I don't think the young bucks are a gimmick that the WWE would be comfortable with because it's right. so reliant on like being openly aware and admitting to and like being cognizant of and enjoying and laughing at all of these classic wrestling tropes, you know? Um it's they would be great, but the problem is that they, I don't think their gimmick work, or they're, I don't know if they'd handle the gimmick correctly, and also, I don't think they would let those guys work like that, because they flip and do crazy stuff, which is, again, it's perfect in the American indie space, because it's about right. big move, crazy false finishes, and all that sort of thing. Right. Um, but I think War Machine would work a lot better. Well, you say that... But there was something watching them where I went, man, 
these guys would end up where the Ascension are. Well, okay. You know? No, they would imagine if they were the Ascension, okay, where you could count on them to have gotten over already for being just such good wrestlers. Like, War Machine are big boys. Like, like we're big boys. Like, But they flip. They flip and shit and can throw people around, and they are like a new breed of modern Haas that can do the fucking springboard stuff. You know? Like, it's amazing. Like, you say that they would be the Ascension, but I think in this alternate future where these guys were the Ascension, mm-hmm. the Ascension would be awesome and would have already been tag champs. Yes. I don't know, man, because there's something about, like, the face paint thing that just seems a little dated and works well on the indies in this very, again, weird throwback kind throwback, of... Throwback, self-aware kind of situation. But... I don't know if it works in the context. I don't know if Sanity and NXT is going to work on the main roster. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's weird because everyone, I don't know, everyone that's not, WWE knows everyone's in on the joke, but that's not how they handle people being in on the joke. So, I mean, mm-hmm. I understand your hesitation. Um, But it disappoints me because both of these teams are excellent tag teams. And just, I shudder to think what where tag wrestling would be in WWE. Were they in tag wrestling in WWE? You know what I mean? Right. Um. You know, and I guess the last thing uh, out of Honor Rising that stuck out, obviously. Oh, I knew is, you'd be all over this one. Yeah, is the return of Mr. Kenny Omega. Um, which I mean. We didn't get a real chance to... I mean, we weren't even on yet to discuss this, but... Yep. uh, I mean, the Wrestle Kingdom 11 match with him and Okada... It's... It um, has... It's 45 minutes of the best wrestling you will see. I've watched it... uh, I've watched it probably four times. Yeah. So far, and it's just... It's enjoyable every time. It's a six-star match. Um... And, you know, you always catch something new every time. Yep. Um, it's good shit. Um, and Kenny knows how to fucking work. He's ridiculous, sometimes, like, deadly earnest in a way that works so well on wrestling. Mm-hmm. Um, he's just such a fucking geek in what he names his damn moves. Oh, yeah. Um, but I love, but I, but I enjoy that. It's very endearing. Like, that's... I know that's him. It's there's there's a genuineness to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but the guy can fucking do it, um, do it hard, and yeah, he's For had the reason, month. By the way, oh. just just to add on to that, like, uh, just because this thought just popped in my head, well, um, you know that video game fan like this, where you have this guy who's you know, deadly earnest, and is this wrestler who, you know, just names some moves after some video games. For some reason, that plays so much more genuine than some bullshit like TJ Perkins with the 8-bit theme and the and the shitty glasses. And well, the I don't think glasses. I don't think Perkins is as big as uh, that crazy. I feel like it's more fundamental to Omega's, like, identity, I guess. Mm-hmm. Like, when he's not wrestling, I believe it, like, he does well, that. Because it's very Final Fantasy-esque, even his name. Well, know? it's... it. They lay it on too thick with Perkins is also part of the problem. Like... Yes, they do. You can, because it's obviously, hey, we're marketing this to li- kids. Y- listen, like, Kenny Omega, 
is one of the top five wrestlers in the world right now. You can follow him on YouTube to watch his Street Fighter Five matches. Like, yes. I am subscribed, and I will keep up with him while he plays online while he drives around Japan wrestling from town to town. Like, there's that's something I, I you don't have with Perkins. And again, if the WWE is doing it, it's not cool. Um, right. Yeah. Um, Kenny is somebody who, you know, I just have to wonder what are they going to, because they have to do something to keep up. Like, he returned, so he, and he's still white hot, and he's still really good. So he returns, he returns to have two, this is, you know, two fun crossover matches with Ring of Honor, because right. the next major New Japan leg of things isn't right now. This is just kind of, hey, you're back. Have some fun. Work some tag mm-hmm. matches with you and Adam Cole against the Briscoes. Like, they do have to keep him hot. Um, they don't need to right at this moment. Well, and they're already kind of telling a story, though, because they have him and Adam Cole clashing. Um, you know, obviously, Adam Cole is just pissing Omega off, which... Uh, Adam Cole, baby. <laughs> that that Adam Cole, oh, baby. baby. And, you know, get, just fucking fight the guy. Jesus. It's a great catchphrase, and he um, should say it during every match several times. Yes, as several times. Like he did this time. Yes. And uh, it, it really worked, and it kind of builds this nice little tension, and I'm wondering if they pay it off somehow. Does Adam Cole get booted out so that he can join WWE? Well, so I or... think... I, I I don't know. I think they've gone through enough uh, times where the WWE has scraped their the leader of the Bullet Club to go to WWE twice now. Mm-hmm. You, I think Omega told him straight, and he said, "Look, I might go after this year. Uh, I will entertain some offers. So if y'all want to start setting this stuff up, just so you know, I don't want to catch y'all unawares." Right. So they're they're doing it, but then again, that assumes Adam Cole doesn't wind up going to the WWE. So I don't know. I just think New Japan's being smart and hedging their bets, because um, this will be a fun story to tell. Uh, that will be interesting and heated, and can start moving Kenny over to being sort of facious if he's having problems with other guys in Bullet Club. Well, and that kind of invites him to you know because he's got to grab that title, you know. He'll grab that title this fucking year. Omega has three things he needs to do in Japan before he quits, before he leaves, goes to WWE. He needs to get a title run, he needs to turn face, he needs a top-level face run, and he needs to face Kota Ibushi. It doesn't necessarily matter if they're both faces or what, but you hit those three benchmarks to pay off everything he's done in Japan, both this year and then the years leading, you know, in the years preceding, before he can make his big grand entrance to the American scene. Finally, so I think uh, see some more. I think you'll see a lot of that. I think yep. you'll be plenty focused on, and it's going to be a good year for, to be Kenny Omega. Oh hell yeah! So start watching now. Woo! It's good. He's good. He's one of the best wrestlers and, uh, and going. Just, just sit there and fucking watch him throughout this year. Keep sit an there eye on and him. Drink it in because he is going to be white hot, and I think that he'll keep that up. I think that. Everything, like, I think he knows how to keep building heat, too. 
You know, mm. he handled everything immediately after Wrestle Kingdom so smartly. Yep, it's you very know, good. He's he's gonna he's gonna find himself in a lot of uh, fortuitous situations. He had here. the best. He said the best match ever by Dave Meltzer's standards in January of this year, and had a month off. So you you got to keep your heat alive. To to you know. Well, and how old is he? Oh, God, he's in his early 30s, I'm sure. He's old enough, though, now and experienced enough in the business that he knows how to uh, ensure that he's in a good spot no matter where he goes. You know, he made himself a commodity. Um, But, yeah. Anyway, that's pretty much all that I had on Honor Rising. The second day was a little disappointing because just a lot of empty seats and it was just kind of depressing well um again you know the ring of honor can only bring over so many people yeah. and their crossovers are weird so you know right you get some disappointment it's have fun watching some people cross paths that don't normally right. and don't go in with high expectations yeah well and yeah it's it, it was fun though it was a lot of fun he's, anyway um he's 33 by the way 33 yeah no plenty old enough for that anyway um yeah, I guess that that's it for uh, this week on Fight Forever. Yeah, no, I think that's about it. If um, if you like the show, tell a friend. If you like the show, like, comment, and subscribe. We're on Facebook, Twitter, SoundCloud, and can I get a high five? Woo! Oh, too sweet, too sweet, too sweet me, too sweet, oh. too sweet me. We're on too iTunes. Sweet. Ooh, Just search for iTunes. Fight Forever. Um, we are on iTunes, Fight Forever. I know that a few of you are probably listening to us on iTunes right now. Uh, and since you so, have been so kind as to subscribe to us on iTunes, what you could also do, maybe give us a five-star review and maybe write a review if you're so inclined. I will love you forever. And we will I'll call out... snuggle up, you. He'll snuggle you. Everyone who writes us a review will uh, mention you on air. Yep. I'll probably call you a piece of shit. But I mean that with love, because we're all pieces of shit. Filthy mark, you filthy fucking marks! No, please, that would be super cool. Help us start building some momentum for this thing. Yes, yeah. Uh, yes. As always, uh, if you uh, want to reach out, again, Twitter, Facebook at Fight Forever Pod. Um, we also have an email address, or you can just text me or text him. Just whatever, man. Mm-hmm. At five 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 five. Five, four, five, 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 five. Three, two. Uh, I'm Colin. And I'm Zach. And uh, until next week, uh, here's goodbye. We need a, okay. That's probably. It was like we need a cool sign off phrase. But <laughs> I suppose that's what we've got. So, great. Yeah, it's, it's the best. I, I do the best I can with the best I got. Uh, that's, I don't think you try. Good night, everybody. <laughs>